0: Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour Podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to uplevel their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey guys, I am back today with another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm here with Hanukkah, and we are talking about why you need to charge your worth as a female entrepreneur in addition to some success mindset hacks. So, Hanukkah is an award winning and certified coach, speaker, and lover of all things self improvement. She previously worked as a foreign exchange money broker in London and New York City before pursuing her passion as an award winning Pilates instructor and later on a business coach. She holds a Bachelor's of Commerce degree in financial analysis from the University of Stellenbosch in South Africa and obtained her coaching certification through the Coach Training Alliance. Um, she has a really impressive pedigree and I'm really excited to chat with her because she has a cool background and um, you know she just has some really great tips on improving your success mindset. And then also on being persistent with charging your worth as a female entrepreneur. So let's dive right in. Hi, Annika. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat a little bit more about success mindset hacks with you. So before we kind of dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. It is just wonderful to um, connect with you and and just be invited to be here with you. So thank you for that. Um, so I am originally from South Africa and um, I was born and raised there. And then I moved to um, London after I graduated from um, the University of Stellenbosch, uh, which in a finance degree. So I went to um, London in search of this big finance job, which I ended up landing. And then a couple of years after landing it um, and working as a foreign exchange money broker, I realized that this wasn't really my passion. And I sought out a coach to help me to figure out my next moves. And she absolutely changed my life. And um, as a result, I started to really do some deep work. And I realized that the finance world was no longer for me. Through working with her, I also uh, straightened out like you know, my love life. And I had made my now husband on a beach in Portugal. So I transferred with the company to New York City. And I worked for another year as a money broker there where I really started to notice that, you know, this is definitely not where I belong. Um, And so from there, I then did more work with her and I, I was able to kind of move more into my passion. So I quit my Wall Street job. And I moved up to be with my husband. We live in Boston. And, we, um, and I, I started my Pilates business straight away and built my Pilates with Hanukkah brand up to award winning status within two years. And then I started to kind of get antsy because I wanted to have a bigger impact on people's lives. And I was kind of, I knew that I didn't want to own my own studio and that I didn't want to become the, the next YouTube popular instructor and so I used again the skills that my coach had um, instilled in me and what I sort of developed with her and I decided that I wanted to actually give this power back to people and so I became a uh, coach and I'm certified through the Coaches Training Alliance which is in International Coaches Federation affiliate and um, yeah, so I started my practice and today I'm just so happy to be able to help other women start and grow businesses that they love.
0: Well, that is an amazing and thorough journey that you've gone through.
1: <laughs> yes, I never know. Watching, I'm like, this is kind of a long story, guys, so stick with me, but I promise we're going to get to the end.
0: <laughs> no, but I think it's good to share your entire journey because you're able to, you know, show it's not just the end result, it's where you started to the finish line because a lot of people get wrapped up in the small details, but, you know, it's important to know where you came from and your journey so people can, you know, be going through it with you and have more of an idea of where you came from, not just, okay, I'm here now. This is, you know, it's more relatable and real to hear the full journey.
1: Exactly. Yes, that's, a, that's sort of what I strive for.
0: Of course. Okay, so you said you were working on Wall Street. Um, so how was that environment? I know there's a lot of, it's a male-dominated um, environment. So how as a female being on Wall Street?
1: Have you watched The Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I have. I wasn't sure how accurate it was. <laughs> um,
1: so I mean, the so the outside life of it is maybe a little bit more chaotic, at least from the circles that I was traveling in. Mm-hmm. But that that like bunny, like that boiler situation and stressful thing at that first day that he's at work mm-hmm. when he's on the phone and there's just chaos. Um I definitely had moments of that and I think that's what actually in the end started to wear on me the most was that I, I, I have a lot of things that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and in that environment I wasn't really thriving because I was only really using my um, quick start skill and my charm and that was it I wasn't really using any you know it doesn't take a lot of brain power to be a broker because you just have to be super fast and (laughs) quote these two prices Um, and I think what what you know eventually started to happen is I looked at my boss one day I remember and he was just he was still doing what i was doing he was just doing it faster and i just realized i was like i don't want to be doing this in 20 years time and most of the people that i was working with were lived pretty chaotic and non-grounded lives mm-hmm. and were on divorce number 5 oh um gosh. you know like not that you know divorce is necessarily a bad thing it was just their their work life was definitely the reason why their um personal life was a little chaotic and so um through that and just the whole having to be angry i remember i would wake up every morning and i'd be gagging because i was so anxious to go into work um and i wasn't sleeping there was a big i know they've cut down on that now but there was a big push back then to entertain clients and okay. so you know you could show up at work in any state that you wanted to be in as long as you were making money so whether you were drunk high or whatever <laughs> it, it went. And so, um, I just remember sitting there and going, I'm, I am going to ha-, like, yes, I'm making a really good living here financially, but I am going to die at a very young age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to use all of my money on plastic surgery. Cause I'm going to look like crap by the time that I'm 40. <laughs> um, and so yeah, all of those things just sort of led to me going, you know what, this is not the environment that I want to be in. This is not where I feel like I'm making an impact on anybody's life except enriching myself. And yeah, that's what kind of drove me to to look for something else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. That doesn't sound sustainable for the long term, <laughs> especially if you don't want to lead a crazy life and, you know, struggle with not being able to see your family enough, or even if you want to have Children in the future, you know, you it's that's not a good job to have if you, you know, you want to have some type of family life or work-life balance.
1: Exactly. And so in the beginning, it was super fun because in the beginning, you know, you have the company credit card and you're out at all the hottest places in town and it's just fun. But then... I think, like, around 26, 27, I was like, hey, hang on a minute, no, this is not how I want to live.
0: Yeah, it, like, catches up to you. are like, okay, like, I'm ready to, like, kind of settle down and not be living this wild life that I'm out until 2 a.m. and stuff. You know, it's just not as sustainable once you get older.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay, so kind of going into another topic here, um, we kind of decided that we were going to talk a little bit about mindset and, you know, charging what you're worth as a female entrepreneur. So uh, as female entrepreneurs, why do you think that we struggle charging what we're worth? Like I do this. I know I do this. I know a lot of other women that do this and we just find it hard to charge higher prices because either we don't think we're worth it or, you know, you don't want to like
1: overcharge
0: yourself. the client, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So right there, you just nailed it on the head. Like I think as women, we struggle to see our own worth. We are so critical on ourselves. We're trying to be the perfect little girl always. Um, and through that, we we lose our, our confidence um, in what we're actually worth. Where men don't really have this Uh, problem at all right like guys are very confident um, and I think it's because women are constantly looking for approval Mm -hmm. you know like is this the right way to do something Um, you know we're constantly Asking other people, and as a result of that, we're then letting other people's money stuff um, determine what we charge because we're mm-hmm. looking for someone else's pr- approval. And so, if you're asking someone who has a really bad relationship with money, um, and you're like, I'm gonna charge $200 for this thing, and they're gonna go, Are you crazy? That's so expensive, and then you're like, Oh god, like, yeah, maybe I'm not worth it, right? Um, mm-hmm and i think what also happens is like we will sometimes when, when we're doing this whole pricing thing we forget the value and the results that we're bringing people and we make it about us versus the transformation that the client's going to get
0: yeah that makes total sense and for me personally i've noticed that other women actually will you know question my prices and be like oh, you know, can you, is there any promotions running or is there like any way you can do it for this? And it's just like, it's hard for me because, you know, I want to be accommodating to as many people as possible. And I want to help as many people as possible. Cause that's, you know, that's my mission. My mission, of course I want to make money, but ultimately it's helping people. So it's like hard for me sometimes to be like, um, no, like, unfortunately, I cannot <laughs> give you a discount, um, that kind of thing. And I feel like other people probably struggle with that too, because you know, they want to help people. That's their main goal. But really, obviously, we need money to live and pay rent and do all the other things that we want to do. We can't work for free all the time or work at a discount even.
1: Exactly. And I think what happens with women there is it's that fear of being judged, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be, excuse my French, a bitch if I charge <laughs> this much, right? Yeah. Um, and I or this person is going to think that I am completely crazy for charging this, or um, that person is going to say that I'm not worth it. You know mm-hmm. so I do think definitely that 's wrapped up in there too, and then we all have this this feeling of wanting to do good in the world that 's why entrepreneurs often start their businesses right is to have this impact and specifically female entrepreneurs where we have this more feminine um, energy that we bring to things and we have more of the service base and the well being sphere of businesses, mm-hmm. I think that really um, then hits up against that belief of like, well, if, I'm, if I started my business because I wanted to help people, surely I can't charge them this much. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get ourselves into a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah. I mean, and of course, like wanting to help people is great, but in the long run, you're not going to make much money if you're just charging the lowest prices you possibly can, and you know, I mean, everyone business is about making money. Exactly. You're not going to have a sustainable business if you don't make any money, and it's just something we need to get over. You know.
1: Yes, exactly, and I think it's like so great. When you just sit there. People have. To realize that in order for you to stay in business and for you to not resent your business and go bankrupt, you have to charge money, and mm-hmm. you have to charge decent money so that you can take care of yourself and so that you can further your own education or become a better a business provider or service provider, whatever you're doing.
0: Exactly, and a lot of I—that's something I had struggled with, and then I was like. I got to the point where I had so many clients that I was like, yes, I was making what I needed to be making in my business. But the fact that I had so many clients was like, I didn't have any extra free time. So I needed the balance between, okay, I'm going to have this many clients, but I'm still going to make this amount of money.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's a really good um, sign normally that you have to raise your prices. If you're so busy that you don't have time for yourself, then it's time for you to raise your prices. Because in the end of the day, you don't want to work with everybody that's out there. Yeah. You, you want to work with those special people who are really into what you're doing and really excited about what you have to offer and appreciate the value that you bring to them. So yes, if you're overbooked, I'm giving you permission to raise your prices.
0: Well, it looks like I have some something to do here with myself, but um, yeah,
1: specifically, right <laughs> exactly, specifically, where you you were just telling me about the move and everything, and that things are quite crazy for you at this moment. Create yeah, some space, yeah. throw out some clients.
0: Yeah, and I've I've been um, hiring subcontractors to help too, because yeah. you know these are people I want to keep on. With me because they've been great clients, but it's just like what they're wanting from me right now is too much, of yeah. like, too too much for me to handle at this point in time. I mean, I might be able to again once everything's calmed down. But at this point in time, it's like okay, I'm going to hand you off to my trusted subcontractor so that they, you can continue getting that service without me staying up until 3am every night trying to go exactly.
1: <laughs> and so that's so good i'm so glad to hear that you're doing that in your business right because that's a really clever way of scaling uh-huh. um if you want to scale your business you can have the original price right but uh-huh. those people are not going to be able to work with you then you're going to pass them off to someone that's maybe a little greener or some a subcontractor that you just hired and you're going to give those clients to them, and maybe you make a little bit of a profit off of your subcontractor. Exactly. And that's
0: the model that I'm at right now. Yeah. I a little bit, and it's like passive income essentially, because I don't have to do anything other than have that client on my roster.
1: Exactly. And that's wonderful because then the clients who really want to work with you have to pay a, pay a premium price, mm-hmm. and that immediately elevates your brand.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm on the right path. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So what are some things that we can do to be a little bit more confident with our business and just increase our prices to reflect our worth? So
1: this definitely involves um, a lot of you starting to own your worth. And we had now touched upon it in the previous questions, but it's you really starting to a, see your value. So something that really helps my clients at that is to have, and I have this too, I have a love mail folder where every single time when a client like sends me a, oh my God, I just added like... $200 to my income, or I just signed three more clients because of that thing we discussed in the mastermind program this morning. Um, whatever like, they are achieving, I am sh- making sure that I'm putting those in a folder called love mail. And whenever I am about to raise my prices again, I like to go and look back at that folder because mm-hmm. it's proof to me that what I'm offering is of value. It is of service. People are getting results. Mm-hmm. And specifically, um, you know, if you are in the industry where you're helping other people make money, and that can be even like if you're a service provider that helps people to relax and rejuvenate, Mm-hmm. That's still, you're helping them because that's going to put them in the frame of mind that they need to be to make money later, right? So if you're in, in that space, you want to make sure that you have access to a folder like that because that's going to boost your confidence immediately. You're going to go, yes, of course I can raise my prices because look, so-and-so added so much and here's what I did for them.
0: The other, oh, go for it. Oh, no, I was going to say that's a really good idea. Um, I know people who do a variation of that, just like, you know, they save like testimonials essentially, but they don't put them on their website and they'll just save on the computer or in the email or something just to refer back to like when they're not feeling like they're um, worth it and things like that. Um, so it really helps you build up your confidence whether you're trying to change your prices or, um, you know, just need a little bit of a boost.
1: Yes, absolutely. And then the other thing that really works too is to remind yourself, like think about all of the money that you have invested to become the business person that you are, right? Like to provide this top-notch service or product or whatever that may be. Like I know for a fact, like I have spent more money on my coaching education and Self help and self improvement and business coaches, etc. Than I did on my business degree.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, okay. that's that's nuts. But I, I can see why. I mean, it's really important to have that education because your degree is important, of course. But it's not it's not the same as you know learning from people who are actually like you know went through that in the past.
1: Exactly. So you want to remain, remind yourself of that. And even if you are opening a business, like say you did go to school for marketing and now you have a marketing business or you have a Facebook ads business or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you you want to remind yourself like that degree was also an investment. That's also given you experience. And so that normally also help people to realize like, oh, I can't charge like this amount. Like, if you open a um, storefront where you're actually selling merchandise, you have to price your products in a way that it covers your overhead. Of and course. this is the same thing. You've got to get, you know, redeem your investment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to spend, but a lot of the time I feel like you also have to spend before you're able to make, you know, what you need to be making. You do have to like outsource some things or invest in some kind of tools or coaching and things like that to actually start making the money you want to be making.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is actually something that I um, talk about a lot in my VIP smart profits program. It's sort of a day long program where we really do a deep dive on these uh, uh, pricing strategies and sales training. Um, And it is that whole thing of like, if you were a big business big businesses like their ad campaigns i think they reinvest like 40% i somewhere on a podcast i heard this statistic 40% of their revenue they reinvest back into marketing
0: wow that that i mean it makes total sense but it sounds crazy as a smaller business cuz like obviously i can't imagine investing that much but it yeah. j- it makes sense you have to continue investing and you know getting your name out there For people to you know brand awareness purposes.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, it depends like it also depends on what you have to invest in. Maybe for you it's like you need to get a business coach or you need to join a mastermind or you need to, you know, invest in a better website or whatever that may be, but you want to see you know, what is going to elevate your brand? What is going to bring you more money? So when I help um, my women, like my mastermind women and private clients to realize what they should invest in next, I help them with this whole, or I tell them to think about like, what is going to bring you money? Mm -hmm. That's where you want to start investing first.
0: That makes complete and total sense. And I feel like it's such a simple thing, but people often overlook it because it's just, it's like so easy almost that people mm-hmm. are just like, oh, you know, I don't need to do that.
1: Exactly. And so many people are like, you know, I, I think I was just thinking about this this afternoon. I had a friend of mine who wants to join a course and she's been aiming and eyeing about joining this course for four years. And I'm like, just pull the trigger already. This <laughs> is the thing that you need to get you to the next level. Exactly. So just pull the trigger. And sometimes it is taking that risk. You know, I also like to look at something and go, okay, so if I'm in this thing, how many more clients do I have to add to cover it? Yes. And exactly. so it, it actually motivates and inspires you then to go out and get those clients quicker because you just spent money.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing that I do typically is, I mean, I don't, I don't do much investing in like big programs right now, just cause, um, I don't have the time to commit to them and you know, yeah. all the other stuff. But, um, I try to make sure that with my like little things, like I have convert kit. So I'm like, okay, you know, and let me set up like a small passive income product that can get me the $29 a month to cover, cover that or the $49 a month to cover that. And let me exactly. something else to cover these little small expenses so that they're, you know, they're being covered by a smaller digital product or something so that it's not coming out of, you know, something, my bank account and not being just, yeah, not, not being covered by something that was purchased that month.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um okay so let's talk a little bit about um your su- success mindset hacks. So what are some things that we can do to get into that success mindset so that you know not only are we making money in our business and not feeling guilty but we're also you know scaling and just continuing to grow our business month over month.
1: Mhm absolutely. This is one of my most favorite things um because this is actually something that I'm very passionate about and can honestly say works. So I used to suffer from dep- depression mm-hmm. up until like my early twenties and I was on depression medicine. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to stop this depression medicine. I want to get off of it. And I got off of it and then I had started working with my coach shortly after that. And through the mindset strategies that I have done through coaching and through other self-help um books and people that I've now sort of uh, either did programs with over the years, etc. the stuff that I now love doing and that it's really helped me to completely change my mindset. Like even my husband the other day was like, Oh my word, I have to give it to you. Like, do you know that you're a completely different person than what you used to be when you were working on wall street? (laughs) And I just had to laugh at him. So I'm, I love mindset stuff, but here's how mindset stuff works. Mindset stuff is like, like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. You can't, or training for a marathon. You can't like do it one day and then skip it for a week and then go again. And expect to get like a beautiful ass (laughs) like (laughs) this is not gonna work right you're not gonna like get that six pack that you want or drop the pounds if you just go like every now and then yeah you have to go and and really do this and incorporate these little things as a daily practice now there are many things that you can do some people like journaling. Mm -hmm. Some people like to meditate for 10 minutes a day. I personally like to do a gratitude practice. So my husband and I, every night do three things that we're grateful for, and you can um, download the app called Gratitude, and you can um, record it and make it a fun activity for you and your partner the other thing that I do um, on a weekly basis but I try to also do that sort of at night when I go to bed is like really celebrating my wins so okay. what the gratitude and the celebration of your wins do is shift your perspective and what we focus on expands right? That's really, really true. Um, if, like, think about the last time when you bought a car, right? You didn't know the car existed, then you bought the car and all of a sudden you spot 400 of them on the freaking highway, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> and it's, it's the same thing here. If you can shift your perspective to the stuff that's already going right for you and the little wins in your progress of where you're going then it really makes a difference. The other thing that you want to do is to surround yourself with support. Now, support come in many different ways. It can be just support from friends, if you have a lot of entrepreneurial friends, Mm -hmm. or you can invest in a business coach, or you can invest in a mastermind program, whatever it is that you need, but really finding your community of support that are not your clients.
0: Yes, yeah, that is so true. I actually just started like an informal mastermind with a couple of people. I met at a conference a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was, it's been so good so far. And we've only like met one time, but um, everyone is in different niches, but we kind mm-hmm. of, you know, we target similar people, but it's just like different things. Like one's a business coach, one it, um, works on mindset. Another one has like a VA agency I have the social media management Agency, you know we're all doing different things, and it's really cool because we're able to um, you know talk about our different wins and losses of the week, but without feeling like we're directly competing against each other
1: exactly exactly and that's so in my uh, programs that I run, I try to also put people together that are in different industries and then. It's the same thing. Like you come and you share what has happened. You share your progress. And I found what happens when we as women do that is we become more confident. Mm-hmm. It really boosts your confidence. It helps us to get comfortable to put ourselves out there and say what we've accomplished. Because I often meet women in networking settings and social settings where they're too shy to tell you what they've accomplished, right? And so being in a mastermind in a supportive group like that helps you with that mindset piece And it helps you with that extra business resources, ideas, and new strategy that you can implement. So yeah, I love masterminds.
0: Exactly. Yeah. They're so helpful. And I feel like it's easier in that kind of setting to share your wins because everyone's doing it. And as opposed to something else where, you know, you might feel awkward for saying something because you don't want to brag or something like that. But when everyone's doing it with each other, it's like a mutual thing. It's not as difficult to do because you don't feel like you're bragging or that kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, um, those are some great tips. Um, I actually like using a gratitude journal. I also do some daily affirmations. I try yes. to do this daily, but it doesn't always happen daily, but it really helps me, you know, feel better. And I'm saying these things to myself over and over again so that you know, with time, I start believing them. You know, when I'm first writing it, it feels so silly because I'm like, I don't believe this right now. Like, why am I writing this down? But with time, you're like, okay, yeah, I actually am awesome or I actually am going to make X amount of dollars this month.
1: And I want you to notice like what just happened even in you just telling us that, right? Like you started off like a little, like I'm not even believing this and then your voice just became very energetic and excited. You're like, yeah, I am the bee's knees. Yeah, exactly. Um, Right. So even just talking about it, you can see how it impacts you and your confidence. And as Tony Robbins says, like success is 80% psychology and 20% strategy. So everyone who is a business owner needs to realize that mindset work is the work.
0: Yeah, especially because whenever you are doing that mindset work and you're reflecting it in your products and services, people are more likely to buy from you when you are confident in yourself. If you are scared to put out those offers or you're lowballing yourself just because you're nervous about it, People are not going to buy as much because they don't They don't get that confidence from you. People want to work with people who are confident in what they have to offer. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone that comes onto the show. So what does it mean to you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it?
1: So uh, by faith, what, what it means to me is, well, for me, it is that ability to really make a positive impact in other people's lives on a daily basis and to have the control to own how much I make a year, Mm -hmm. be in control of creating my freedom in terms of finance or financial freedom, time freedom, who I work with, who I spend my time with. So really being able to choose Um, And then the last part of the question was, sorry.
0: Your favorite part?
1: (laughs) My favorite part about it is that I get to wake up every morning and be excited about what I do Mm -hmm. and really feel inspired to do it. Um, It really just gels with who I am as a person and my personality um, and what I want to bring to the world.
0: Exactly. It, and it's like, it works in every industry. So say I was like a car saleman, salesman and I went to sell cars all, all day, but I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't passionate about it. I probably wouldn't sell as many cars. So it's one of those things that you need to have passion in whatever you're doing, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're working for someone else, you have to be passionate about it or it's going to be a miserable experience for you.
1: Yes. And that definitely is, yeah, so true, Jenny. Like you have, to have the passion and I think like Marie Forleo, a lot of these bigger um, entrepreneurs is, is, says that a lot of times too and, and I can so see why they say it because if you're just following the money and you're not following your, your passion and your, what you're um, excited about, then people can also feel that, like you'll, mm-hmm. you'll be out of alignment completely.
0: Yes, it's so true. And you see all these people in Facebook groups. I don't know if you're in a lot of like Facebook groups, but they're like, what can I do to make me money quickly? And it's like, okay, Ugh. you're not going to be successful. That's your focus. You have to have the passion behind it first.
1: Exactly. And th- while we're on that, on on the internet, it can often look like people blow up overnight. Yes. Like, yes this success just happens overnight. But there's this funny saying, like, it's an overnight success 10 years in the making.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Right? Normally, the people who, who are in this for the long haul, it takes a while for you to really get everything up and running, and then it blows up. And if you, if the people who normally blow up overnight can't sustain it sometimes. So I am personally, like the other day I was sitting, um, and I was just kind of reflecting on everything and what I want to accomplish this year. And all of a sudden, I was so grateful for the fact that I had my Wall Street experience, even though I was, it was slightly traumatizing at the time, <laughs> right? And I was so grateful for the fact that before this business, I was running my Pilates business and it showed me like how to get exposure, how to like, I just learned a lot from doing that. And then going into my coaching business now and also failing a couple of times. Not all of my programs have worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and now all of a sudden, I've you know, I really hit my stride and things are moving forward. And I'm grateful because now I have the experience to really just push it up there.
0: Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Um, A lot of people seem to forget how important those prior experiences are and they're just like ready to jump in full force to being an entrepreneur. But sometimes I think you need those experiences beforehand. Not everyone can just jump in and be successful right out of school.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah. Okay. Let's talk about a little bit about what your favorite tool that you use in your business is. This can be like a digital thing or you know just a spreadsheet or something but what really helps you kind of scale your business and just something you can't live without
1: something i can't live without i was thinking about this earlier and i was like oh my god there's so much but right now (laughs) it's my virtual assistant (laughs) yes i totally love her um i think that's like a big thing that's really helped me to scale um i also love my Grammarly app, and this is so English is my second language. So if you've been looking or listening to me and gone, What did she just say? That's why this is my second language. Um, And so I write a lot of emails and Mm -hmm. a lot of content, obviously, doing what I'm doing. And this Grammarly app basically reads everything that you're doing, and it auto like it will correct everything and tell you why it's incorrect so it sort of teach you better english but also helps you if you're a non-native um, american <laughs> and you're living here and you're having a hard time or even for me so i also spell the british way right so we have yes. all sorts of different ways of spelling certain words and so that really really helps me And then my other thing that I really love is my auto scheduler for when people book calls with me. So there were three. I couldn't choose between which one was the
0: best. I I would pick multiple too, because I don't have just one tool that is just, you know, the best in my business. Like I'll use a lot of things to help me. Otherwise I would be all over the place. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah you didn't need to name just one. So yeah, I like the variety and people, no one's actually mentioned grammar. I think maybe one person's mentioned grammarly before it's a really good tool though. I use it myself, even though I am a native English speaker. But sometimes you, you just type so fast that you don't catch your mistakes
1: exactly the only thing that you have to be careful there is like if, if you just click okay 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 then every now and then it can it can mess up
0: your sentences yeah, some of the some of the wording i'm like no this sounds right like why are you changing change it to this I, I, i'm like
1: this is not right like <laughs> this is definitely not right so yeah. but
0: for the most part it's
1: great specifically if you're um you know if you are reaching out to your vip clients and you <laughs> want to look super professional of then course. that's a great tool.
0: Okay. So lastly, who is your go-to business resource? The person that you just feel like is super inspiring and they really kind of helped have, have, have helped guide you in your business and, you know, whether that's an in-person person person or someone that you've been following online or, you know, whatever. So
1: I have a like extreme girl crush on Denise Duffield Thomas. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I've done her money boot camp, and I absolutely love her as a person. I think she's just such a great example of how you can be a wealthy woman mm-hmm. in your own way. Like you don't have to, you know, buy a fancy car or only wear Louis Vuittons If that's not your deal and spiel, mm-hmm. if it is totally go for it. But it's sort of just, she's, she's just such a great example of, really owning who you are and how you want to spend your wealth.
0: Yes. I actually read her book. I haven't taken her program or anything, but I've read her book and it was really eye-opening um, to kind of see that shift after I read the book. Um, and I think her program would be really cool to take at some point because money mindset is huge, um, especially for females, like we mentioned throughout this whole episode. But yeah, that's, that's a great person. And, it's actually the first time someone has said her. So that's that's cool Yay. to have a different a different person then thrown into the mix. Usually people will say like Marie or Amy Porterfield or something like that. So it's nice yes. to have variety okay well yeah. um let everyone know where they can find you so your website your social media channels that kind of thing yeah
1: so they can find me at com. good luck spelling that so we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sorry guys um and then you can also find me on instagram at hanukahantonelli um i also recently signed up for the new social platform that's out there called Zero. Oh yeah And you can get me there as Hanukkah. I don't know what's going to happen with that one. We'll have to see. But for now, they don't have any algorithms. So I'm kind of testing them out a little bit. Uh, But my favorite jam is Instagram stories. Um, So you can find me at Hanukkah Antonelli with that one or just at my website. I have some fun events coming up. I have mastermind programs starting. So reach out if you need that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'll link everything in the show notes, um, as always, so that people don't yeah. have to try and search while they're driving or whatever else they're doing. Um, but yeah. <laughs> thank you no so texting
1: while you're driving, guys. No <laughs> texting while you're driving. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank
0: you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you about something that People really, really struggle with, from my experience, like even myself. So I think it's a really great topic, and you know, people will definitely benefit from this. So
1: oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Jenny, for having me, and I look forward to staying in touch with you and the audience. And yes, good luck with settling in in your new town. Oh, and thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com/episode-34. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast and so much more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.